prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes, for it's dangerous to go alone. This is the Legend of Retro. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of the Last Action Podcast. I am your host, LPJ, and joining me, as always, my two wonderful co-hosts. We have Hovercraft Joe. Hey, uh, LPJ, what's up? And the effervescent Sphinx. That's me, the Sphinx. Hey, guys, thanks for being on. Uh, You know, normally I would have more reputable guests on my show, um, but, you know, I'm stuck with you two clowns. Um, Yeah, we're here to talk about a really crazy movie. Uh, It felt like I, I it felt really long. Like it was a couple hundred hours long, uh, and uh, and I had to do a lot of the legwork during the movie too, which was super annoying. I couldn't just sit back and watch it. Uh, we're talking about uh, Skyrim. Yeah, Skyrim the movie. The, I got Skyrim a lot of, I got a lot of historical uh, information since uh, I'm a teacher and all, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't keep doing it. I can't keep doing it. <laughs> Oh. oh, April Fools! Hey, everybody! <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Legend of Retro, the April Fools' episode. Wait, uh, what? Yeah, right. Surprise! We pulled you the wool. Fooled me! I Listen, thought we were doing the Skyrim movie. You know, if there's nothing I enjoy more is you doing just the tiniest amount of research for a wasted, you know, just to waste your time. Well, you know, that's how I roll. That's how I've run. That's how I've I've gotten through 138 episodes of my show. Uh, when you when you get to six years, let me know. <laughs> yeah, no problem. <laughs> Anyways, yes, we this is our April Fool's episode, and we aren't talking about Skyrim the movie. No, no, no. We're talking about We're talking Skyrim. About <laughs> Skyrim, the, the motion most, picture, <laughs> the most retro video game there is. It is so retro. It is. it is so retro that by the time this episode comes out, it would not have been out for 10 years. Uh, no, no, but it's sadly closer than you might think. Mm-hmm. How did this start? I heard there was some kind of argument about Skyrim being retro or not retro. What What is this argument I've, I've heard so much about? So in our uh, episode where we did like what was it uh, uh video game retro video game Jeopardy or whatever where we it was covered... a it was a it was a trivia game that I came up with with the help of my my brother and by help I mean I just ran him by him and he's like yeah sure that's good and uh, I included a Skyrim question in there and uh, Xander and I were livid we were like. Skyrim isn't retro. And Chops is like, well, no, I mean, it's pretty close, right? Like, it's retro. And we're like, no, no, it's not. And (laughs) uh, it's it's depressing that this show has gone on so long that now it basically kind of is retro. It officially is basically retro. It's because it's been released and re-released on so many systems that I swear I thought like it was released on the PS3 originally in 2011. Uh, What was the exact date? November 11th, 2011. Oh, yeah. On 11-11. 11-11-11. Yeah, that was their big to do. Uh, 
Bethesda uh, dropped it on PC, PS3, and Xbox 360. Uh, this <laughs> open-world action RPG has the player taking on the role of the Dragonborn, who must master the power of their voice and adventure across the northernmost province of the continent of Tamriel, which I believe was the question you asked in that trivia episode was, what's the <laughs> continent that Skyrim takes place on? Right, and... I just got I got caught up in the fact that this game was released on PS3 and they're still releasing it to this day on like I, I wouldn't even be surprised. I think it might be on like the iPad. <laughs> like, I don't, it could be on a Motorola flip phone for all I know. I don't, I don't it's everywhere. Well, to put it in perspective, the first time I ever played this game was when they released it on the switch a couple years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so I hadn't played it before then. And um, so I, I was looking into uh, like I, I just got in the switch chops and other family members had bought it for me for my birthday. And I was super excited about it. And so I played burned through Zelda Breath of the Wild for, you know, 200 hours worth of that played through Shovel Knight. Uh, and then I was looking for a new game. I wanted something big and open world and Skyrim was just being released. And so I picked up Skyrim and uh, yeah, I sank hundreds of hours into that game. Uh, it's easy to. Chubbs, how did you first play uh, Skyrim? So November 2011, I was in college. I went to college a little late, but. Uh, I was an RA, which is a resident assistant. So I looked after the other residents in the dorm rooms. And this came out uh, just before like the holiday Christmas break. And so I got this game and then decided to earn some extra money. I would stay in the dorms over Christmas break uh, to look after some athletes that couldn't go home or some international students that couldn't go home. Mm -hmm. And basically you get paid extra for staying for a couple, like, like a month or so or something like that. And so me and this other RA would wake up, get our walkie talkies, <laughs> make our rounds in the, in the building uh -huh. Check on a few people, and then either he would bring his television and his PS3 up to my dorm, or because we were in the same building, or I would bring mine down to his, and we'd literally sit in the same room all day, <laughs> only stopping for food. <laughs> and then at night, when we had to go do our last rounds of the day, until we went to bed and just played non-stop Skyrim together, <laughs> not playing together, like just playing our own games next to each other. And I did this for like weeks, like however long I was up there over break was like a couple weeks straight. When did you finally <laughs> stop playing it? Um, Cause I, 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 I distinctly remember when I was discussing me playing it, how I, I, I think the conversation was I had done more things than you had. Probably. So, because you don't, you have a tendency to not really do a lot of the side quests. Well, I did a lot of the side quests. So, I, I played it when it first came out. So, you got the game with the downloadable content. Yeah, it had all the DLC. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have that. Also, when the game first came out, it had a ton of bugs. So, oh, a lot of stuff was. We'll broken. talk about that because it still has a ton of bugs. Yes. But keep going. Well, I had a bug where there was literally this file that would not that would get corrupted in the save and it would not let you get out of this one zone, this one loading zone inside of a dungeon. And you had to manually delete the file 
from your PS3 <laughs> to be able to go outside of it or to create the new non-corrupted version. And it like stopped my process for a while. But um, I-, I played this game probably all year. And then like it's college. So we're playing so many different video games because it's, you're all around all kids the same age. Um, so I-, I played this to completion. I got like a maxed out character. Like I did all the quests that I thought I could. I I, I don't think I got all the trophies, but I was really close to it. Okay. Um, at the time, but then since yeah. it's been out, it's had like four expansions. So I don't, I don't think I played any of that stuff. It's had two major DLCs. Yeah, okay. two big ones. The yeah. the one that added like vampires and werewolves and yeah. uh uh i think there's another but i don't remember what it well, was. well i think you could still become a vampire though in the main game couldn't you no you could fight a vampire you couldn't be a vampire i thought you got i thought there was a quest line where you got bit by a vampire then you could either cure it or become one that's in the dlc i know yeah. that for sure i don't know that if was? that's part of the original oh, I, so i remember playing that so maybe that was a part that i played <laughs> not sure what about you, uh, Craig? I, uh, uh, my, my buddy Josh, I think it was Josh, uh, had picked up this game and uh, brought it over to play. And uh, he was like, oh, man, you know, it's really he was really excited. You know, it was, uh, you know, another Elder Scrolls game. And I had never played any of the others. Uh, my buddy Teddy was super into Morrowind, uh, Elder Scrolls 3. And I, I remember just thinking like, oh, it sounds interesting, but I didn't have a system to play it uh, because I didn't have an original Xbox. And my PC back in the day was not very good. Uh, and so uh, I watched him like create a character and he spent like a half hour making his character. <laughs> and I was just like, I was just blown away by the fact that there was that much customization. And so I... Uh, uh, like a week later, I had the game because I was like, okay, I got to get this. And essentially what I do with every playthrough of Skyrim is I make a character. I model them after Dungeons and Dragons characters that I've made in you know my campaigns, my hope campaigns. And then I play them, I don't know, maybe a few hours, have them wander around, kill bandits. And then I'm just like, going to make a new character and then i just make a new character and then i start fresh and then it's a different character different build different combat style and once again they go out and do whatever uh the uh i do have a character that uh uh was was pretty high level you know he, he got up there uh and basically i made an archer who snuck around and hid and i basically would pop out snipe hide again and people would be like Oh my God, my friend's dead. I'll get revenge yet. But they wouldn't know where I was. And then they'd walk off and then I'd kill them. And it would just, I would sneak through dungeons and it would take me like hours to like get through one dungeon. But I had a ton of fun sneaking around, killing people. It was uh, probably telling of who I am as a person. But yeah, that's, that's what I did with the game. You know, and that's one of the cool things about this game. And I think why it has such huge replay value is you literally can go in and play it a dozen or more different ways. Like there is a path and a a fighting style and a play style for everyone. Like Mm -hmm. when I first started, I didn't really want to do any of the magic stuff. 
So I essentially created my character from Dungeons and Dragons. Like when we play D and D, so I have a character named Hannibal Demonbreaker, uh, who is a fighter who fights with two swords. Essentially, that's what I created. So like when I created Hannibal Demonbreaker, it was sort of partially based on my Skyrim character because <laughs> I enjoyed that fighting style. Uh, and then eventually I would go in and like, you know, I picked up the Thieves Guild stuff and I picked up and played the the Magic School stuff, which was the last thing I did was the Magic School stuff. And so my second playthrough, I went in and just did Magic stuff. And I created like a magician or a, a wizard, whatever you want to call them in this game. I don't know if they actually have names. Mages, mage. I think. Mage, mage, maybe. Yeah, mage. And um, and then I did the mage route first instead of doing all the fighting stuff. And it was a completely different game at that point for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it, I, I, I play this game exactly how I want to wanted to play this game. And that was I, I dabbled a little bit in everything. And what I like to do in role playing games is I like to figure out what the best stuff is and get that yeah and so i i trained all my my smithing and everything to heavy armor and then i trained it all to daedric armor like smithing and so i just made this brute who was straight up all daedric heavy armor two enchanted daedric maces and i just ragdolled people <laughs> and like one hit them i enchanted them with like the largest souls i could to make them like the most damage critting beasts there is and yeah i would just dual wield maces beat the crap out of people and then when i was feeling bad stow one heal myself because i also leveled the crap out of my healing and i was just a, a, just a straight up beast <laughs> And for those who don't know, uh, for for those who haven't played Skyrim or or the other Elder Scrolls games, uh, Daedric refers to like the demons of that world, <laughs> that universe. You have to use you have to use hearts, demon hearts, to make the armor. It's yeah. pretty boss. <laughs> yeah, it's great, and that's exactly what I did my first playthrough. I'm like, I because here's the best thing about coming in late to Skyrim because I didn't start playing it until like I don't know, 2000. 2010 ish no or, not, or i'm sorry uh 2018 2019-ish, whatever <laughs> i was gonna over. say i was like you played it before it came out i did yeah that's I, how I, retro it is I got, I got like a like an early beta copy uh so there was a lot of bugs no um so that's what, so i could go online and i could kind of figure out like what people did so i'm like all right well I guess the fastest way to level up is to make a bunch of gold rings. <laughs> and so I'm like, Oh, well, how do I get more gold? Oh, I know. I'll just do this sweet duplication glitch that I found. <laughs> so I did the duplication glitch a bunch of times and got myself a bunch of gold ingots and made a bunch of gold rings. And, and because I had so many gold rings, I'd sell them and get super rich. What's uh, interesting is I uh, went the opposite route of you guys. I did not like crafting. I was Mm. just, I just was like, this is boring. I don't want to make 20 daggers that are just going to sell for nothing and are dumb and boring to make. I was like, this is not what I'm playing this game for. And so I purposely would not do any of the crafting stuff and would purposely just knock off bandit caps to see what kind of magic (laughs) treasure they had and then just steal their stuff and then just amass my uh, uh, gear that way. That's crazy. I would have never honestly thought to do that. 
Yeah, I, I, I very little wanted to sneak around unless I had to, and then when even and then when it would fail, I'd be like, I didn't want to do this anyways. I'll just kill everybody. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, That's kind of the I, good thing about that game is like, is if you craft your character not craft your character the right way, you can go in and sneak, and then at some point you're just like no, and then you can one shot people too. It's yes. fantastic. So one point I um. Because when I played it when it first came out, I think I broke the quest line on a couple things. <laughs> because if you can kill certain people who are supposed to give you quest lines later on, and they won't give you those quest lines, and so like when I would get to that point to get it, it'd be like failed, <laughs> and I'd be yeah. like, "What? Well, wait, I didn't even get a chance to do it yet." <laughs> I, 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 my buddy Cody, I played Skyrim. And he purposely made every city in the game a ghost town. He <laughs> killed everybody. <laughs> the only people he could not kill were children because there was right. a, you know, uh, yep. uh, they, they have a like a uh, code coded into the game. You can't hurt children, which he was upset about, which is unsettling. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it was just this like he would go into towns and there would be guards because they would respawn, which he would go out of his way to kill and, you know, try to make sure that he cleaned them out every chance he had. Uh, and it was children running the streets. It was so unsettling. That's, That's so, so weird. weird. I kind of want to go and do it now. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I guess we should talk a little bit about the game itself, like yeah. structure wise. Oh. So you had said it's a it's a, a open world role playing game. You can play in first or third person, mm -hmm. which for LPJ he hates first person. I can't stand open it. world games. Oh, and I so, do first person in Skyrim. Yeah, oh, me I, too. Because I want to want that murder right up in front of my face. Yeah, no, I always do. Always play third person, and so. You play as a in the beginning a character who's going to get executed, and then lo and behold, it gets interrupted by a dragon attack, which I hate when that happens, right? Uh so uh what are you guys aware of the uh Skyrim introduction meme? Oh yeah, oh yeah, I yeah. am. It is easily one of my favorite memes of all time. I I uh uh I just love the 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 stupid fake out. Just like internet posts and like videos where it'll show like a car careening towards the like the camera and then it all mm -hmm. goes black and then it like cuts in and you're waking up in Skyrim and it's like, <laughs> hey, you, you're finally awake. Uh -huh. <laughs> that and all the like at the time uh, in, at school with everything was, hey, did you do this? No, I forgot because I took an arrow in the knee. <laughs> <laughs> anything that we could slap because I took an arrow in the knee we tried to do uh, that was big and then uh, another one of my favorites is oh did somebody steal your sweet roll <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, so the game uh, yeah you start out as, as a prisoner getting executed and then you find out lo and behold once you've escaped and requested help from from a nearby town uh after you slay a dragon that's near there you gain the power of uh the dragonborn well you find out you're a dragonborn you get the power of words basically so you could i love the idea of like th this guy's superpower is he shouts at you <laughs> and, and it's not all the time he just shouts 
I love that this is the whole premise behind your character. <laughs> yeah. And it is it is by far the most useless power in the game. Like of uh, all the things you can do in this game, the shouts are the most useless. Except for when you call a dragon to ride on. That's it. When you call a dragon to ride on, and like the one time where like you use the one that lets you sprint really fast. Mm-hmm. Oh, that other was than like, that, yeah. Yeah. Other than that, like the fire one. No, nah. no thanks. It, like the, none of them are the pushback good. one was about the only one that I like to use in, in the beginning of the game. Yeah, yeah but, that's fair. But and so what's beautiful about this game is, like we said, there's so many different ways to play. It's because, and this is one of my favorite mechanics in role playing games, which I, which is a reason why I'm going to say I like it. But you're going to laugh at me, Craig. Mm-hmm. Is why I like Rogue Galaxy is because of the same concept. It's a use skill to gain points so you level up a skill by using it you start out terrible at it at first or just weak and then the more you use it the more successful you are and sometimes even on the ones that you don't have to be successful on like lock picking it's just the trying that improves it you get better and better and better and better at that skill and then you get skill points that you can apply as you level up towards specific features of that ability so for example when we're talking about the mage the warrior the thief there's categories that fall underneath that. So like the mage is like conjuration and destruction magic. The warrior is smithing and like two-handed weapons. The thief, uh, lock picking and sneak, you know? So it, I love that concept because, yeah, I, I don't always want to have to buy the weapon or have to have a level cap mm-hmm. for to unlock the skill in role-playing games. I love the idea of I'm using it and I like using it, therefore reward me and improve the thing I like doing. Yeah. That is a great thing that this game does. And I don't know that there's really any other. I can't think of any other games that really structures it the exact same way. Um, I mean, like, like I'm recently I, like currently I'm playing um, one of the Tomb Raider games and it's somewhat structured that way where you can sort of pick, you know, whatever skill you want to improve the things that you're good at mm-hmm. and make them better, but not nearly to this extent where, you know, like I liked fighting with two handed weapons. And so the more I fought two handed weapons, the better I got. And then I would get a skill point that I could then make my, when I'm holding two handed weapons, um, they're 25% stronger. Right. Or that allows me to, you know, enchant them to a higher degree, you know, or, or do other things. Yeah. The game rewards you for playing how you want to play. And, and it does a little bit force you into certain areas on your most basic levels of skills. I would say like some basic levels of, of magic, some basic levels of lock picking, because there's certain things that happen in certain quests where you might need to do the, that kind of stuff. But for the most part, like you could completely like, like Craig does completely ignore smithing completely ignore enchanting and it wouldn't affect you at all because you're focusing on what you really want to do. Yeah. I, I feel like uh, that is something that Skyrim definitely is going for it is that it is a game that you can kind of play however you want. Now I will say that it is frustrating to think of the fact that like, you know, you guys make these like Daedric knights that like (laughs) smash through everything and like never lose. Uh, my gear is kind of piecemeal put together from like people I beat up on the streets and like, you know, in back alleys and stuff and take what I can. And, you know, so so my stuff is probably nowhere near as good as like anyone else's gear uh, for not having made it all myself. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I just don't really like crafting stuff 
in video games. It's it tends to be one of the more boring things for me. And so, you know, I just flake on it. Well, speaking of crafting things, I mean, one of the things we really need to talk about is how glitchy this game is <laughs> and how and how people have found these crazy workarounds. So like toward the end of my playthrough, when I had pretty much done everything, the last things I had to do were like, you know, hit small dungeons that I missed or really tiny like outposts, stuff I hadn't really gotten to because it was sort of out of the way. So I started to look online for like crazy things you can do in the game. And I found this one where you can create a potion that allows you to create armor that allows you to create more powerful potions that in turn allows you to create super powerful armor. So (laughs) I heard about that one. Yeah. So I made this potion, right. That made my smithing gloves that I made um, operate at like something crazy at like 3000% or whatever it was. Right. And you can then create, uh, another potion from the, using those gloves that creates a potion that makes your smithing gloves like 500 million times bigger. <laughs> so you end up, so you end up using those gloves to create armor that has a uh, huge, like it's like the percentage of, I can't remember how they, how they have it listed on there. It's not by points, like how powerful your armor is. It's by like a percentage or something, mm-hmm. but like my armor was at over like, 300 million percent so like i could never really get hurt (laughs) so uh, so skyrim in their last update throws in this one character called he's like the black knight or the um the onyx knight or something he is as powerful as you are so he (laughs) so when you go to so at that point i tried to go and kill him it was impossible there's nothing i could do (laughs) i was too powerful which made him so powerful there was nothing i could do to combat him that's hilarious. Oh, it's terrible. That's amazing. Uh, so that was the one thing I couldn't do after that. There was th- there's so many, like you said, so many glitches. It's Bethesda, so it's like they're well known for the fact that they release games with holes in them, like literal holes. Like you'd fall through holes in the game, and you just die or you get stuck. I uh, I vaguely recall a glitch I had very early in Skyrim where I was just walking along. And I died and I was like, what the heck happened? And like, it shows you the replay of like how you mm-hmm. died. Yeah. And this bear <laughs> falls out of the sky, just like right behind me. And it's just like, and it's just like falls through the ground after it's as if it just like, just like fell through the floor and murdered me on the way down. And I was like, why? I was like, how does it rain bears at the same spot? I'm going to be, I was like, that's bumpkiss. Oh, yeah. and, and it hasn't changed. Like even in the newest release for switch, I think it was the newest release. Uh, it's still the same way. Like those it, glitches, they did not pat. They had the opportunity when they ported it to fix all that stuff. No, and no they, they didn't. chose not to. <laughs> no, that's not an opportunity they ever think about. Uh, no. I, I will say that I had one of the worst Ish, uh, glitches uh which i guess isn't necessarily a glitch they just coded it this way and then we're like oh we should probably fix this it was there's there's like this elven stronghold uh in the game that you go to for like a, a party and yeah and you only go to it once 
you never go back to it and you can only get into it with this party and so when the game was first released there's this stone these stones called the stones of baron zaya and if you collect them all then it leads to another quest mm-hmm. well i didn't know there was one in there and i missed it oh no and i left and i couldn't get it <laughs> Never, I never got the stone. Aww. I had to duplicate another one I had to to have enough in my inventory. And then later on, they released a patch, I think, so that you could go back there and get it. But it was just like the dumbest little things. Like, yeah, you, if you miss it, I'm sorry, you you'd have to start all over. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Are you kidding me? No, I'm just gonna go on with my life. But the the the, the NPCs are glitchy. The quests are glitchy. The 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 environment is glitchy. Like you can like if you're if you do it right, you could ride your horse up the side of the mountain, no problem, which you should not be able to do. So, uh, just to change the subject slightly, uh, can we talk about NPCs? Yes. Oh yes, yes. This is like every meme you've ever seen about an NPC is from Skyrim. Yes. I uh, I had an example. <laughs> Uh, but then I took an arrow to the knee. <laughs> I know it's uh, I, I like there are so many uh, uh, fun characters in the game, but I think by far my favorite is Cicero. He's creepy, just so unsettling. The quest line with the with the th- is it the Thieves Guild or the Brotherhood? So uh, it, it involves the Brotherhood, the assassins. And uh, my favorite part is that your first opportunity you have to meet Cicero is his carriage is broken down and he's just this jester by this mm-hmm. broken down carriage. He needs you to go do a quest to, like, talk to somebody. And this guy won't talk to Cicero. He's, you know, Cicero complains and he's like. Poor Cicero, nobody wishes to help him. And uh, so, like, you go to this guy, and the guy's like, man, that guy really creeped me out. Whatever, take this stuff, get him away from me. And uh, you help him out. And he's and Cicero's like, poor Cicero is just trying to get his mother home. And it's like, oh, your mom died. Oh, that's so sad. It's like, you know, a casket is in his thing. And you don't think twice about it. You just, at the time, I was just like, oh, okay. So he's just this jester and he's like taking his mom to be buried or something. I was like, this is depressing. All right. And then you find out that his mother talks to him. It's so like, you'll be like, like doing the Assassin's uh, Guild quest, the Brotherhood or whatever they are. And he'll just be like, what's that? mother wishes to speak with you and you get like put into the casket with the mom and like you start hearing her whisper to you and like you start going crazy and it's awesome yeah it is that was one of the last things i did was the brotherhood it was terrifying you can get like you can some of the stuff in this game is crazy you can get cicero as an ally and he runs around and kills people for you that's the other cool thing is you get some weird allies but like like (laughs) um how creepy is it though the brotherhood like the first time you hear about them is that uh someone delivers you a letter and then and then they go you're like oh cool i got a letter and they open it up it's just like a bloody handprint that says the brotherhood knows yeah (laughs) you're like what the who who is this like when i first when we first played and it first came out i like went to my buddy on the other floor i was like did you did you get a letter from the brotherhood 
this? (laughs) And it was this. It was the strangest thing. Like the level of detail in voice acting, character development, creepy storylines, and just like the lore that's layered in this game. Like I played Oblivion, and and I liked Oblivion a lot for its gameplay. The story was good, but it, it is not nearly as deep as this game is. And and its characters like Cicero or even the, the other characters in the Thieves Guild or the Assassin's Guild or whatever that are like uh, around there because they all hate each other for some reason, but they all work together. Uh-huh. And it's just like you get to at the, in one point you get to you get a horse, but that's not all. You can summon a demon horse and ride a fiery demon horse. Uh, did you guys enjoy the quest for uh, getting the uh, Mace of Malag Ball? Yes. Yeah. Where you like have to like, what is it? You have to like murder a priest or something. You get trapped in this basement of a house. <laughs> yeah, it is unsettling. It, yeah, there's a lot of creepy stuff. And Ian, all the Daedric princes, like the basically the just the, the most uh, demon-esque it's, world like there's even like weird rituals you gotta participate in like like there's a lot of real like call of cthulhu stuff in this uh like, yeah is. i think it's uh in fact uh, uh one of the daedric princes is named after a lovecraft uh i well it's not a creation of lovecraft but he sort of made a short story about it is uh dagon Merun's yes. Dagon is is heavily heavily inspired by the the uh, the works of H.P. Lovecraft, America's favorite racist. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but yeah, there there's like I, I had never seen a game that had it, it had a lot of a lot of detail and a lot of lore to it, but like each bit of lore was almost um almost solely grouped within whatever quest line you were doing and they Mm -hmm. did cross over in some points but not really so like the thieves guild stuff had its own kind of quest line and own lore the the mage guild stuff had its own lore you know and really honestly that stuff the side quests i were more fun to me than doing the main quest line i I wish that was cool but i have never done any of the main quests in skyrim <laughs> i have not taken a side i i vaguely i think i got the the some of the voice powers from the like the bearded ones or whatever yeah the gray the beards. ones gray beards yeah. and uh yeah like i i was just like nah i'm just uh i don't need to choose a side i don't i'm i don't care uh ulfric Stormcloak was a uh total jerk and like, you know, we were captured and going to be executed together. And when I went to see him, he just doesn't say anything. And it's like, we were brothers in arms and you're just going to like blow me off because you're the true king of Skyrim. I should join the Empire, but they were going to execute me. So nuts to them. And so I just didn't choose a side. Yep. I, I will say the only the only reason why I like to play the main storyline is because I I, I want to beat the game. But also in this game specifically, Max von Sido is the voice of Esbern and Christopher Plummer is a voice in here of Arg uh Arngear or Arngeir. Um which like I just loved hearing those actors' voices as much oh, as I didn't like, realize that. Yeah. Uh, I have another big one to drop. Um Parthenax, the I think he's one of the dragons. Uh-huh. Yeah. Guess who voiced him? He's a famous voice in a, in video games. 
Is it in video games specifically? In video games specifically, this this uh, this very popular character. Uh, you're gonna have to fill us in. I have no idea. The voice of Mario, Charles Martinet. Oh man! Oh, weird. The voice of a dragon in Skyrim. He's like the main. He's like one of the main dragons too. He's the guy you go yeah. visit on top of the on top of the mountain. Thank you for visiting my mountain. <laughs> Hey. I, I hope there's a mod that's like that out there because this game by the way if you play on pc you can download so many mods for it it's not even funny there's this really cool mod that just came out that ramps it up to 60 frames per second and takes out all of the load screens so you can just oh, walk in and out and uh it cool. looks it looks unbelievable and it plays so smooth like i Man. could not believe it i uh i i mean that's a good mod but it's not as good as the mod that turns the dragons into Thomas the Tank Engine. Yes, no, those, those are, are so funny. There's <laughs> there's another mod that turns all the dragons into Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> <laughs> and so they fly around and they've got like the Macho Man hat on and the glasses and they say stuff like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I've got you for three minutes. You're going nowhere. <laughs> Uh-huh, yeah, it's it's real good. The Macho Man, Macho Man dragons are great. Elder Scrolls Five, Sky Macho. I uh, I wish that I uh, I uh, I had the talent for programming. I would take uh, a mod, and that when dragons attack you, they yell the dragon lines from like uh, the Hobbit cartoon or Flight of Dragons. All the like uh, the lines that uh, Briag yells in that movie. Like that would be so cool to just have like dragons screaming stuff at you as you uh, fight them. Oh man! Or you replace all the dragons with Falcor from the Neverending Story. <laughs> nah, nah. You replace all the dragons with Starscream. And all he complains about is Megatron, and then Megatron <laughs> is the final dragon. <laughs> That's actually pretty good. <laughs> oh, man, Craig, I think you had something about Cicero's voice, though, that you wanted to, to bring up, right? I, I mean, no? honestly, uh, uh, at this point, uh, <laughs> I feel like uh, uh, we, we've said – all that we could probably say about the the NPCs and stuff of uh, uh, Skyrim. Uh, what do you guys say that we go ahead, hear a word from one of our partners, and jump into the music? Hey, it's me, everybody, Tim Kittrow. I'm here to talk to you about Old School Gamer. Old School Gamer is the magazine for gamers. It covers arcade and retro gaming, gives you gaming history and in-depth interviews with people like me who are there, and it lets you know what conventions are happening and when. Issues come out once every other month. Plus, a website full of even more razzle-dazzle, and it's all for just 30 bucks a year. So visit OldSchoolGamer.com and subscribe now. Boom-shakalaka! All right. So, when it comes to the music of Skyrim, uh, it is composed by Jeremy Soule. Uh, Jeremy Soule has worked on Secret of Evermore for Super Nintendo, Icewind Dale, Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance, uh, Elder Scrolls III Morrowind, Neverwinter Nights, Elder Scrolls IV Oblivion, Dead Rising 2. Okay. And the World of Warcraft expansion, Mists of Pandaria. 
All right, then. Such a a, a weird uh, uh, ensemble of soundtracks. Dungeons and Dragons. Secret of Evermore? Really? That's crazy. Yeah, it's like the first uh, one of the first games he did, I think. Uh, wow. Or at least certainly one of the earlier ones. Uh, now, uh, the uh, first song that we have is the one that we absolutely had to play. Uh, it is the theme of the Dovahkiin, the theme of Skyrim. Let's go ahead and give this a listen. is the theme of the Dovahkiin. So this is, it's a lot of this game is based on Norse mythology. And I think that uh, you can really hear that in this song, but I want you to imagine yourselves here uh, in a dorm room in college. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you're an RA who is, is a weird RA who has literally a, a Yamaha receiver and 5.1 surround sound system in his bedroom <laughs> blaring this song <laughs> on the start screen as loud as he can because there's nobody in the building but him and like four people on his floor and they can just hear it from the elevators which are like 50 feet down the down the hallway <laughs> just in Dova King just and literally the people underneath me could feel the ceiling vibrate with the bass going so loud. 
That is ridiculous, and I love it. Uh, th this theme in general is really, really good. Like, I feel like even if you're not huge into Skyrim and stuff, and it just is a, a game and a genre that doesn't do a lot for you, the music alone, though, is like a, a theme like that. Like, it's hard to deny that it's amazing. I mean, when it comes to orchestral music, like, it's either amazing or crap. And this is a perfect example of they put more time in the music than the game because of all the glitches <laughs> i mean yeah uh, they they the uh uh the guy who did this soundtrack certainly spent more time than their play testers did on this game that, <laughs> yeah. that's without a doubt yeah it's real good uh and then uh we also have one other uh uh theme to play it is a song called tooth and claw let's give this one a listen That is the song Tooth and Claw. Yeah, I just wanted to choose that one because it, it it's it's very cinematic. Mm -hmm. And um, that's that's the part of this music that I really enjoy is is that from area to area, from ex like interaction to interaction, town to town, it's very cinematic. And the music helps propel that feeling throughout the whole game. Uh, and it really does because you have a, a game where you're choosing the way you want to play, you're getting rewarded for how you're wanting to play. And it's so vast. It, it literally feels like a cinematic experience in, in, in a game. And, and it's, uh, it's just one thing that I think is why this game has been re released in so many systems, remade so many times. Like it, it's just, it's a, I don't think there's anything else that compares to this game. It's hard for me to figure out a game that compares to this. Um, because it is just so cinematic of an experience. Uh, yeah, no, the, the theme is great. The music in general is awesome. Uh, but uh, guys, when it comes to Skyrim, what are your final thoughts? Well, there was one song that I think uh, LPJ wanted to talk about real quick uh, that you, you really enjoy, right? 
Yeah, all the bard songs are great. The bard songs, right? Yeah. Sure. yeah What's the your ones about like if, if you hit a like just like sing one off the top of my off your top of your head like yeah. you know when you walk in the bar you sure. see the bard and he sings. <clears throat> sure, and the bard bard says something like, uh, oh, "Welcome traveler to our tavern." There sits Chops and there sits Craig. They're drinking beer and playing cards and talking about video games and uh, and then they're gonna battle a dragon and the dragon's gonna win because if you've seen them anywhere, you know the dragon would eat them whole. <clears throat> no, that's a, I don't know that one, but that's a, that's a good example of what the bards do. I uh, I have that modded into my uh, copy of Skyrim. Actually, is uh, uh, LPJ? Yeah, it's LPJ as the uh, bard, uh, and he sings about how I'm going to be eaten. It's uh, honestly, it's great. I, I highly recommend it. It's good. Yeah, it's good. And 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 you know, and obviously, it's the Macho Man Dragon that's going to eat you. Oh yeah! Mm-hmm. <laughs> Snap into a Craig Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Craig Jim. Oh. Yeah, it's like a Slim Jim, but it's a Craig Jim. I mean, I would eat one. I'm not saying I wouldn't. Uh, I, I guess. All right. Uh, final thoughts there, LPJ. I love this game. I can't wait for it to get re-released on PS5. Uh, <laughs> I'll totally buy it. Um, yeah, no, this game is great. Like after this conversation, I kind of want to go start up a new game right now. Me, t- me too. I'll have to rebuy it though. Oh, I, I would. I, honestly, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for it. To, I played it on Switch, but obviously the Switch's graphics aren't as good as what's available for the game. So I'm kind of waiting to see when it goes on sale on PS4, and I'll buy it on that. I might just buy it on PC and just get, get all the stupid mods for it. it uh, mods are, well, at Xbox, they allow the mods on the Xbox now. Yeah. It does uh, go on sale uh, on Steam quite often. Uh, so for any of our listeners that are interested in Skyrim who have never played it, uh, but you have a PC... Uh, I mean, that's probably about one of the best ways to to get it because it does usually go on sale pretty often. Yeah, and it's yeah. not really that expensive a game right now anyway. Yeah. I mean, it's probably even maximum price. It's probably like 25 bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really not that much these days. Uh, but uh, Chops, how about for you? What are your uh, final thoughts? I I have like it. It's weird that this game defines a moment in my college college history that I just enjoyed so much, and that like like literally my boss would like check in with us, and be like, "How's it going, guys?" And she'd be like, "Are you just still playing that video game?" Like it was like known throughout the rest of the RAs there. Like they just sat and played that all day and all week. Um, and I just it's. It's it's fun to make fun of this game because it's been released on everything and it's and it's amazing. It's an amazing game. Um, so like if you're looking for something to sink time into, get rewarded for how you play. Like if you haven't played Skyrim, you've literally either were just born or uh, lived in the middle of nowhere with no internet, and um, probably are a little bit better of a person than we would be since we played it but you should give it a try uh i do want to say that uh, just real quick on the speed runs on this um oh yeah the, the main quest speed run for this is 22 minutes and 58 uh, seconds without load times load times add seven minutes which oh, i thought was crazy but but there is literally too many categories of speed runs for this game for me to list 
That's kind of why I didn't even ask if there was yes. speedrun stuff because I assumed that it's just like the sky's the limit. Like there's no it would exactly. be its own episode. Exactly. And that's why I like I, I love this game is because it is so open to really anything you want it to be. Yeah, it's it, it is a, a great game. And, you know, uh, there are what I uh, like. Uh, five six six seven versions or something that like you know that you can play uh Mm -hmm. and so you can beat a copy on ps3 and then 360 and then pc and then ps4 and etc and uh the interesting thing is is that you can beat all of those games over and over again and elder scrolls 6 is still not going to be out (laughs) right yep it's been it's been almost 10 years at this point since the last Elder Scrolls game came out. But we got that really cool cinematic that showed a bird's eye view of a a mountain or something. Like it was that's all we, we got. Yeah, Did we? That's all, yeah, that's all we got. Yeah, that was that was it. That was all. <clears throat> I mean, we got Skyrim's online, right? <laughs> Elder Scrolls, Scrolls online. Yeah. I will say I really want LPJ to stream the VR version of Skyrim. <laughs> See you swinging your hand around. If you honestly, if you if you buy me all the VR stuff that no, I need, that's not going to happen. Then I will do it. I will devote time to stream the VR Skyrim. That would be. I mean, I'd watch it. Yeah, I won't even stream game stream gameplay. I'll just yeah, stream just myself playing. <laughs> So you're not going to know what's going on. And honestly, I might not be doing anything. I might just be swinging my arms. You wouldn't know. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I tell you what, guys, let's go ahead and uh, jump into our retro rather. So I uh, chops LPJ. Uh, mm-hmm. I have a would you rather for you too. You ready? All right. Yes. Would you rather have Skyrim on your refrigerator to play in your kitchen or have it in your bathroom mirror to play in the bathroom? Ooh. Kitchen. Because then I can stop and get food a lot easier. Well, that's a good point. Yeah, but bathroom, you got a, you got a seat. There's a seat there. I can sit on the counter. Wait, uh... you guys don't have chairs in your kitchens. <laughs> Actually, no, no, I don't have chairs in my kitchen. I have a a dining room. Yeah, I have a dining room as well. Oh, well, la-dee-da. I wasn't aware that I was with the bourgeois, that you guys are nobles in the Skyrim world. You know what, Craig? Listen, Craig, I did buy a house in Whiterun, so... I I actually bought all the houses. (laughs) Guys. And and built the ones that I could build with everything in them. Guys. (laughs) Yeah. If everyone's murdered in a city... The whole city is yours. <laughs> that's true. It's fair. That's 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 totally fair. <laughs> it's only it's only breaking and entering if someone's there to arrest you. That's right. Right. All right. You guys got a, 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 a would you rather for uh, for us? Yes. Would you rather be a Skyrim MP, NPC that gets stuck saying the same thing over and over again for the rest of your life or be one of the respawn villains that gets killed 
and respawned and killed and respawned over and over again. Hmm. So it doesn't sound great to be murdered over and over again, but that might break up the monotony of, you know, saying the same thing over and over again. I just, you know, uh, though I, I'm not going to lie, I'm currently having like PTSD of saying, and welcome back to Noobs and Dragons. <laughs> and welcome back to Noobs and Dragons. <laughs> And welcome back to Noobs and Dragons. I just, I, I just, so, yeah, I, I'd rather be the villain that can die. Let me die. Uh, yeah, I, 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 as soon as you said that, all I could think of was, and that's where we're going to pause for today. <laughs> that's all I could think about. That's like the quote in my head from you, Craig. So, yes, uh-huh. I'll just die. It's an ex- it's an, a sensation. Of eventually, I'll get numb to it. But, you know, uh, at least I can s- speak my mind and tell you how crazy i've been i've gotten Ooh, what if i throw this caveat in you have to feel the pain of dying every time oh i took that into account already oh yeah no that's <laughs> that's what i assumed i want to feel yeah. something lpj yeah. <laughs> wow. wow and besides yeah. this way i get to uh you know when uh 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 you know the player character comes up to me i get to be like poor poor cicero <laughs> <laughs> Mother would like this. Uh, Tux, what do you got for us? All right. Would you rather be the the first graybeard who had to listen to the first dragonborn yell powers into his face over (laughs) and over again? Or, or, stalling for time, or... Um, be be known through be the thane of a village, but be known to everybody th- uh, that the only reason why you're a thane is because you took an arrow in the knee. Oh, uh, I'd be a thane all, every day. It's only all an honorary day. title. Every day. I I'm not gonna lie. I would rather be the the thane that everyone makes fun of than the old man on the mountain who gets screamed at all day. Yeah. You know what else Thanes get? A house Carl. I want a house Carl. You mean a ho- Jarl? Whatever they are. Or, or no. Oh, no. Jarl's the king. Or the, Jarl's the king. It's, yes, a house, house it's a house Carl. Carl. There are so many words in this game that like <laughs> I, I learned for the first time. And it was just like Thane? What the heck's a Thane? A Jarl? What's what a hot what? Carl? <laughs> when I heard a house Carl, I'm like, is it going to be Carl from The Simpsons? Because that'd be great. <laughs> oh, uh, I'll be talking uh, 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 the Carl when uh, he was Homer's assistant, or are we talking uh, Carl, Homer's friend from work? You know, Carl, Carl Homer's friend. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I have a, a, a would you rather to piggyback off that one. Oh, okay. Would you guys rather take an arrow to the knee, ruining your life of adventuring, or have someone steal your sweet roll? <laughs> Ooh. <clears throat> arrow to the I, knee. Everyone would yell at me and I'd come say how much of a whiny guy I am about my sweet roll getting taken. Um, yeah, I, I want that sweet roll. I'll take an arrow in the knee. Too. Yep. <laughs> yep. You guys you know made the same choice I did. Sweet roll makes the arrow to the knee hurt that much less. That's right. That's right. That's right. 
I have one, I have one more. Would you rather? Would you like to hear this? Please. Would you rather be the formless Daedric prince of knowledge and memory, and seeks to possess all that is knowable, or the prince of unknown plots and obfuscation, a master manipulator and a sower of discord? Oh yeah, anarchy prince all the way. <laughs> I uh, I already live every day as an unknowable force trying to possess people. So, I mean, that's just kind of, you know, it's the natural thing to take the first one for me. The, of the knowledge or the unknown plots and obfuscation? Uh, no, the the uh, trying the to knowledge. possess people one. Yeah. Oh, OK. That's that's. Do you think this is my original body? <laughs> Idiots. <laughs> Oh, man. Some of these Daedric princes are ridiculous. My favorite name so far is Clavicus Vile. Oh, dude, that name is sweet. I I am so sad that I did not come up with that first for my Dungeons & Dragons campaign. Clavicus Vile is such a sweet name. Mm-hmm. Man. Oh. Well, guys, what do you say we jump in to our music bracket and chat about that for a bit? So, we have uh, two titans clashing today. I'm not going to have to sing these, am I? No. no. Okay, good. No. I'm just making sure, because he kind of put me on the spot last time. Yeah, that's my, that's my job. So, uh, both of these games are from Mega Man 2. Can both... Okay. I'm sorry. What? I just wanted to ask real quick LPJ's thoughts so far on this bracket, because I think this is the first episode you've been on since we did the Mega Man bracket. Yes. And uh, being uh, a fan of Mega Man games, right? What? No, he was on. Uh, uh, no, I was on uh, Fan of Atlantis. And, yeah. uh, oh, see, I don't remember these things. Then never mind. Go ahead, Greg. I don't, I don't care what LPJ is going to say. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> oh, uh, LPJ, as our guest, let me let me ask you. Uh, no, as, no, no, no. As the commissioner, uh, without revealing, you know, oh, any yeah, one person. Commissioner too. Yeah. Well, <laughs> welcome to the show. Glad you sh- glad you showed up. You do realize that I am the unofficial fifth host Wait, in this podcast. Is it, He's your is brother. It, is it believable if I say April Fools? <laughs> Not anymore. Dang no. it. No, all right. Nope. Never mind. Continue. As the commissioner LPJ, uh, without revealing anyone's selections of songs or anything, uh, how are you feeling about this bracket? Is it going kind of how you thought it would, or have there been some crazy things happen? Man, man these bra- nothing goes as I think they will in these brackets. You've, you've met our lunatic fans. That's fair. Oh, these people, none of them have their heads on right. So some of these are the animals. Ones, they're animals. Like who who even allows them to have internet? Like I don't get it. <laughs> That's a good question. Not us. Oh, uh-uh. So no, this is not going as as planned. But I will say this. The fact there's two Mega Man songs against each other shows that some things have gone right. Uh two Mega Man 2 songs, you mean? Mega Man 2 songs, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, so composed by Takashi Tateishi. Uh first up. We have the theme of Bubble Man. Let's give it a listen. Bubble Man. 
Bubble Man. Uh, man, there is uh, like there's certain songs that take me back to a place in time. Mm-hmm. This is one of them. Sitting in front of Jody's TV, me and Jody and Joe playing Mega Man Two, specifically Bubble Man's level, over and over again. Uh, yeah, it, it is a phenomenal theme. The all the music in Mega Man Two is so great. Uh, but yeah, Bubble Man's theme is certainly one of the better Robot Master themes. I think that goes without saying. Uh, but it is going against the theme of Metal Man. Let's go ahead and give it a listen. <laughs> song oh that is phenomenal there's a there's a metal cover of metal man song metal man's theme that is also top notch yeah i honestly at this point there are so many covers of all the mega man 2 themes from so many different artists that yeah it's it's great it's 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 wonderful that there is so much love for i mean video game music in general but uh uh but especially so for the mega man series and yeah yeah. Uh, so uh, for all our listeners uh, who maybe don't know, uh, if you'd like to vote on which of these songs you think should move forward in the bracket, uh, you can jump on our Facebook page, our Twitter account. Uh, you can jump on uh, to our Discord. If you go to GameZillaMedia.com, uh, there's a link to join our Discord. We can uh, chat about retro video games. Uh, we can uh, have you vote. And then uh, for all our members of Patreon, if you go to patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. Uh, so long as you give as little as $1 per month, uh, on top of other bonuses, you get a, uh, an extra vote there as well. Yeah, and... Um... If you're while you're in our Discord, hop on over to our community play channel where we've been playing different types of games with different community members. I think we've talked about maybe doing like a Mega Man, uh, like one through six or one through five, like uh, run for a little bit there. Um, so you can chat and interact with us more there. But um, a lot of the discussions on the brackets and every episode comes out happens in the Discord. So you really, really want to be there to, one, uh, complain uh, about who won, <laughs> and, and two, um, uh, complain about who won. 
Uh, but it's not just Legend of Retro that's on the GameZilla Media Discord. It is also the Last Action Podcast channel because LPJ has uh, his own show and he's on another show. Why don't you tell us what you have going on there, LPJ? Sure. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I am the host of Last Action Podcast. Myself and Hovercraft Joe and Sphinx, we cover action movies uh, and we release episodes every Monday. And uh, it's all kinds of action movies um, from anywhere, any 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 kind of genre of action film we, we try to cover. So a lot of superhero movies, a lot of all kinds of different action movies. James Bond. Yep, we did a whole series on James Bond. Currently, we're in uh, we're doing our year of the sequel. So uh, we're, we're covering sequels to movies we've already done previously. So like The Bourne Supremacy, um, Bad Boys 2 will probably do at some point. Too Fast, Too Furious is going to be coming out soon. Uh, all kinds of all kinds of different sequels. When uh, will you cover Alvin and the Chipmunks 2, The Squeakquel? That's not on this on last action podcast. Mm. That's on that's on our spinoff show, the Laugh Action Podcast, oh. where we do action comedies with Hovercraft Joe and Sphinx and Deadite. They do that show, Laugh Action Podcast. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I should reach out to them about the. Should, yeah, it's gotcha. not me. It's not me. Gotcha. I, don't, gotcha. I, don't, I, I don't like. I don't like. I don't like action comedies. I'm not uh, the action comedy guy. And LPJ, you're also on. Season two of Noobs and Dragons. How's that going for you? I would argue the star of season two of Noobs and Dragons. I just want to put that out there. Uh, uh, I, know it's an I know it's an ensemble cast, but really the standout, what? What the standout is clearly me. Um, but yes, I am on season two of Noobs and Dragons, which is Craig here hosting as the Dungeon Master, uh, taking three people who have zero to limited experience with Dungeons and Dragons playing in their first campaign. And that is what we're doing currently. We're, we're actually about to wrap up soon. We got we're a few episodes. We're getting toward the end where the, the end is, is near the, the pearly gates of the finale are upon us. And um, I don't know if we're going to survive to be perfectly honest with you. We yeah. left off in a precarious position. It is uh, very interesting that you use the phrase the pearly gates are ahead of you. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm hoping it's the pearly gates and that uh, the gates of some other place. You're going to uh, walk into uh, the pearly gates and it's going to be a dusty trail, a dirt road. And there's going to be a carriage up ahead and it has a broken wheel. And there's a jester <laughs> beside it with a coffin in the back of the carriage. And when you say, buddy, how can I help you? He's going to say, poor, poor Cicero. <laughs> and then I'm going to stab him through the chest. <laughs> Not if you want him to kill people for you, you won't. Well, that's fair. That's true. That's always an option. Mm-hmm. Yep. That is my idea of heaven. <laughs> Just for killing people. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's also the Joker's idea of heaven. Kafka's idea of heaven, Hisoka from Hunter Hunter's idea of heaven. It's a lot, surprisingly, a lot of people's vision of heaven. <laughs> when there and they're all there dressed two... like clowns. Yeah, yeah, wasn't there two jesters in FF9 as well? Oh, yeah. uh, Zorn and Thorn. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, there's, there's a lot of creepy jesters out there, but arguably there are less non-creepy jesters out there. Mm. I would agree with that. Yes, I can't Jester's think of a weird. single one. <laughs> right? Yeah, no thanks. 
So, guys, uh, as much as I want to start a uh, sidebar conversation where we chat about all the jesters we know, I think it's about time that we go ahead and uh, sign off for the day. Uh, so thank you to all our listeners, and we'll see you next time when the legend, legend continues. continues. I do. <laughs> Radio full gold mine, just go slappers only. Yeah. <laughs> slappers only, big heads.